When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back in. Welcome back in. It is Monday night, a little later than we normally do this. We normally do the show on a Sunday night, on Sunday night football, but uh, things came up. So we moved it to Monday night, and there are two games going on, both of them in which are equaling beatdowns. The Bills are absolutely annihilating the Titans. We have Malik Willis in. Then we also have the Eagles, and Jalen Hurt just looking fantastic once again yeah. this week, crushing the Vikings right now, 24-7 to at halftime. But that's not why you're here. You're here to... So we're here to talk about waivers. And, you know, this week, uh, I think good news is there wasn't a ton of, you know, big injuries, I guess, outside of the Trey Lance injury that, you know, that he suffered. But other than that, there was some more minor stuff. But let's just go ahead and get right into it. So for quarterbacks this week, I think it's pretty straightforward, in my opinion, in terms of the streaming options. Now, this isn't a great matchup for, for Carson Wentz. He's rostered in 48% of leagues, but he has looked really good over his first two starts here. He has scored at least 28 fantasy points or more in two straight weeks. This week, he completed 30 of 46 for 337 and three touchdowns. Um, this offense has looked far more explosive than I think a lot of people were expecting, especially with Wentz. But, uh, you know, we're going to get a real test here against this Eagles defense. It has looked really good. Right now, they're, they're, they are holding the Vikings to seven points. We'll see what happens in the second half. But he's rostered in 48% of leagues. So if you're needing a quarterback, he's certainly an option. I do want to mention Tua, if he's sitting out there, he is certainly worth an ad. Uh, they, they, he had a monster game with Tyreek and Jalen Waddell this week, coming back from behind and beating the Baltimore Ravens this week. So if he is out there, but he's owned in, in more than 60% of leagues. And so I, I try not to talk about anybody under that. And so I did want to mention if two is out there, he would certainly be number one on this list of guys you should be looking to add. But next up, you have Jared Goff, who's playing against, uh, who uh, at Minnesota this week, only rostered in 22% of leagues. He completed 20, uh, 20 of 34 passes for 256 yards and four touchdowns. This offense has certainly looked uh, much more improved this, uh, this year. This, uh, which is pretty much kind of what we expected for Jared Goff and this this Lions offense this year. But their next two matchups are against the Vikings at home and then against the Seahawks at home. So um, I really like Jared Goff. I think I think he's somebody that you can kind of look at as a streaming option and with, with two good matchups uh, from there. And then you have Marcus Mariota. He's at 11% at Seattle uh, this week. He has put up at least 15 fantasy points in back-to-back games. Uh, his rushing ability kind of gives him a decent floor on a week-to-week basis. But, you know, this week wasn't fantastic. Uh, 17 of 26, 196 yards and two touchdowns this week against the against the Rams uh, at home. And then lastly, we have Jimmy G, 5%. This is uh, not a great matchup at Denver. But with Trey Lance now out for the season, I think Jimmy G is somebody that we can be looking at on a week-to-week basis, kind of a streaming option with all the weapons they have. We'll see if George Kittle is able to make it back. But they still have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. So, you know, he he's not somebody with a really high ceiling. Um and and can have a, a low floor, but in good matchups, I think Jimmy G is certainly worth a look. So that kind of wraps up the running back group for this week. So let's go ahead and jump over to the running backs this week. Uh, Cody, you take it away from here. 
Yeah, like you said, man, thankfully, you know, outside of Lansing, not a ton of injuries. So there's not a lot of running backs to talk about. Uh, if Raheem Mostert is available in your league, go ahead and grab him. But he was sitting at like 52% ownership. So highly doubtful he's available in 12-team leagues, 10-team leagues. You can go ahead and look and grab him. His The snaps didn't change too, too much. Last week, he saw 42% of the snaps. This week, it jumped up to 55 But the the touches and opportunities were in Mostert's favor. I don't necessarily know if it's going to be a changing of the guard, but uh, it was definitely notable in that game. The The top ads here at running back are going to be Jordan Mason and the, the pairing of Darrell Williams and Eno Benjamin for the Cardinals. For the On the card side of things, I think a lot of people are going to look at the fact that Connor left the game and did not return, but it does not seem like this is going to be a serious long-term injury. So don't go crazy. Don't go blowing a bunch of fab on him. But it is worth noting that if Connor goes down, Darrell Williams did look good. Uh, and Eno Benjamin's role didn't really change. So I don't necessarily think that we're going to see a bump for Eno Benjamin, you know, if Connor were to go down later in the year or anything like that, or, you know, miss any time. So Daryl Williams is going to be the guy to, to grab here. Again, I'm not going to go crazy, especially if we don't really have a good idea right now if he's going to miss any time or not. If he does, it might only be like a week or two. So, again, just someone to, to, to keep on your radar. Maybe stash if you, if, you, uh, if you have the space, but not someone I'm going to spend like my top waiver priority or blow a bunch of fab on. Jordan Mason, excuse me, geez. Jordan, Jordan Mason is uh, an interesting stash we did see uh, Tyrion Davis-Price get, uh, I think it was 14 carries. He saw 39% of the snaps on Sunday. Now he's going to be out several weeks with, uh, with, with an ankle injury. And on top of that, obviously, we have the Trey Lance injury as well. So, And then you add in Jeff Wilson's injury history. So there could be more of a committee approach coming for the 49ers. You know, we typically haven't seen that in years past. Everyone wants to talk about Shanahan running a committee system. Hasn't really been the case. He's, as long as whoever the healthy running back is, that's who he rolls with. But considering everything that's going on, Jeff Wilson's injury history, I think we could see Jordan Mason start to start to get involved. So he'd be the top ad. I'm not. I, I wouldn't necessarily call him a priority, but he's the the clear top ad here. And other than that, this is kind of one of those weeks where you might just want to go ahead and look and see if you have some space. Maybe stash some of these, you know, hand handcuff type of guys. Look at guys like Jamal Williams, saw 21 snaps again on Sunday, saw 12 carries. If Swift's going to be dealing with this uh, this ankle injury throughout the year, Jamal Williams' role isn't going to change. So he's going to be someone who's involved. Khalil Herbert, man, that, that Bears offense was tough, tough to watch outside of a couple of those runs by Herbert and Montgomery. But I think now we are looking at Herbert as – Maybe not someone who necessarily has standalone value. You know, he saw 30% of the snaps last week and saw eight total on Sunday night football. So more of a of a desperate flex play or someone who's more and more looking like a stash sort of option and not necessarily someone that has standalone value. The Philly running back, they're going to continue to mix those guys in. I am a fan of Kenneth Gainwell. I think you can look to stash him. The Chiefs are also interesting, looking at Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco. I know everyone, you know, with the buzz from Pacheco this offseason, they want to talk about him, want to add him. Jerk McKinnon has been involved uh, pretty consistently in back-to-back -back weeks. He didn't have the, the same amount of touches 
in uh, in the week two game, but his his snaps are right up there with what they were in week one. So uh, you know, Rojo a healthy scratch again. You can look to add these two. I do think Pacheco is probably the the upside guy, but it seems like people are sleeping on McKinnon. It's not like you know uh, Ceh has a perfect bill of health either. Uh, Rashad White a stash. And then Tyler Algier um, got some run in the Sunday game after Damian Williams landed on IR. Also saw five routes, which is which is a, an encouraging sign. Wouldn't go crazy here. Uh, CPAT obviously still going to be involved. And Avery Williams was also involved. Uh, saw just four fewer snaps than Algier did. Also ran five w- routes as well. So again, not, not necessarily a, a week to go out and blow a bunch of fab or anything like that. But maybe uh, one of those weeks that, you know, you, you pick somebody like McKinnon or, you know, or Gainwell. And if there's an injury ahead of him, now you have the starter going forward. Mason, the top ad, don't go crazy on the Cardinals backfield. Kev, what you got at wide receiver? Yeah, uh, a sizable list uh, again this week. But, uh, you know, with I try to add a little bit more here because of, you know, uh, every league is different. Some people are available. Some guys aren't. Uh, so, anyways, uh, the first half is Garrett Wilson, rostered in 23% of leagues. Uh, has you know has now racked up 22 targets over the first two games of the season. Eight receptions, 102 yards, two touchdowns this week. He played 61% of the snaps, but ran a route on 75% of the dropbacks this week. Uh, his 32% target share isn't sustainable, uh, you know, for you know throughout the season. But he appears as car- carved out a pretty solid role here in this offense with Elijah Moore and Corey Davis. So, you know, if they're going to continue to be trailing and you know having to play from behind and you know, kind of play catch up here. I think Garrett Wilson does make a lot of sense here. Uh, next up is Michael Gallup. Sounds like he could actually return this week against the Giants. He's rostered in 27% of leagues. Um, you know, obviously it's not ideal with Cooper Rush, but I think Cooper Rush has kind of proven that he can be a viable backup starter. Like he's not anybody elite, anything like that, but he's certainly somebody, you know, now, you know, last year he had the one start where he threw, threw over 300 yards. And then this week, you know, they, they pulled off a victory against the Bengals and, you know, you had Noah Brown go over a hundred yards in that game. So, you know, Michael Gallup, I think is at least an interesting ad and, you know, maybe we uh, wait until uh, Dak Prescott returns, but certainly somebody that should be on people's rosters. And then Jacoby Myers, I've, I've just been talking about it all offseason. You know, I'm just over here by myself. But Jacoby Myers, uh, 35% roster, targeted 13 times this week, nine catches, 95 yards. He is the clear number one target for Mac Jones. The next closest in targets was six and Nelson Aguilar. And so this is a very ugly offense, not a great offense whatsoever, but he's going to be a reliable wide receiver three. And I think he should be added in all formats. Talked about him last week. Talk about him again this week. I'm going to keep talking about Jacoby Myers. Finished the top 36 wide receiver last year. No, he has no business of being available in this amount of leagues. So uh, next up, you have Jahan Dotson rostered in 43% of leagues. I was kind of surprised by that. I felt like he'd be rostered more by this point after the week he just had last week. But here we are. Four receptions, uh, 59 yards, one touchdown. He's not likely going to see a significant target share, but the dude is an absolute baller. Um, uh, Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin are going to see more work than him on most weeks. But I do think if this offense is going to continue to throw at the level that it is right now, uh, we've seen uh, Carson Wentz throw over 40 times each of the past two games. And, you know, even if we can come around somewhere in that range, I think Jahan Dotson is going to make a lot of sense for a lot of people. So he definitely should be rostered. And I think this guy is going to be a, a star in the league moving forward. I really love John Dotson. Then you have Sterling Shefford, uh, you know, not a great game for him, but he was targeted 10 times in this game. He's, he is the, I, to me, the clear wide receiver one in this Giants offense. He only had six catches for 34 yards in what was more of a defensive game. But still, I still say Sterling Shepard, 11%. And PPR formats definitely should be rostered. Now it's 14 targets through two, two games 
uh, so far. And then you have Russell Gage. I can kind of pair him and Scotty Miller together. Russell Gage, 40% uh, owned here. Five receptions, six targets, 20 yards. The problem here is Mike Evans is suspended. You have Chris Godwin, who's probably not going to play this week. And then we have no idea about Julio Jones. If he's not, Russell Gage is going to play a sizable role in this offense. They play against the Packers this week. They're going to have to be able to throw the ball here. This should be a you know relatively high-scoring game between these two teams. So Russell Gage is an elite add at only 40%. And then you have Scotty Miller, who actually out-targeted uh, Russell Gage here. He actually had eight targets in that game uh, against the Saints this past weekend. And again, same situation. If all these guys are going to be out, they're going to have to throw the ball to somebody. And Scotty, Scotty Miller has been somebody that in the past that has proven to be you know kind of Tom Brady's one of his you know, guys that he looks like to throw to in, in certain situations. So I like Scotty Miller, too, who is much more widely available uh, to add. And then uh, lastly, Joshua Palmer, 27%, four catches on eight targets for 30 yards and one touchdown. Regardless of the you know Keenan Allen injury, he is still a useful wide receiver, four or five, I think, at, at most weeks on a really explosive offense. So he definitely should be rostered in more leagues. And then you have Traylon Burks, who currently has four receptions, 47 yards on six targets against the Bills. I think there's better days ahead for this, this Titans offense. He, he continues to look like the best wide receiver option. And you also have Kyle Phillips, who's also, I think, somebody that, that could be looked at in, ter- in terms of, uh, you know, 12 team or in 12 team leagues or more. Lastly, I can on a few of these guys really quickly in the, you know, the 12 team or more kind of list. Greg Dorch, maybe he could have been in priority. He's really been really solid the last two weeks. 13 targets over these last two games. He had four catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown against the Raiders. But I think he's going to lose some of his appeal once DeAndre Hopkins returns in a few weeks. Then you also have Rondell Moore. I don't know how Greg Dorch's role is going to be affected once Rondell Moore returns. But Greg Dorch has certainly done a very good job. And he's very, been very useful for a lot, you know, not just for DFS, but through, you know, for season-long owners as well over the last two weeks. So only rostered in 7% of leagues. So I kind of like Greg Dorch, 7%. Uh, from there, we have, uh, like I said, I already talked about Scotty Miller. And then Nico Collins, I want to hit on him, 25%, four receptions, 58 yards on nine targets. Uh, he's likely they're likely gonna be playing behind. They're gonna have to throw the ball. So I think he can carve out a useful role. Kind of a wide receiver four, wide receiver five moving forward. I don't think he's somebody that's gonna end up being like a wide receiver three or anything, but being the number two target here in this this two this Texans offense on a on a, with a team with a really bad defense, they're gonna continually be throwing the ball. So I do like Nico Collins. And then Robio Dobbs is kind of a stash, 28%. He only had two receptions for third uh, for on three targets for 27 yards. More of a stash for me, but this, this Packers team needs to get abandoned this. You know, we're only going to use the veterans type stuff. I, there's no reason that Romeo Dobbs or, or really Christian Watson should be utilized more, but de- definitely uh, Romeo Dobbs. He has proven to be explosive. I think he's much more explosive than anything they have there. And, you know, I, it's just frustrating to see that. But I think he's more of a stash. And then lastly, I just want to hit on Jameson Williams. He should be nearing a return probably in the next couple of weeks. And if he's sitting out there, I would look to add him and add him to my IR as quickly as possible. Because I think on this this really good Lions offense, I think mm-hmm. that is something we should be looking to add. Um, crazy to say that this Lions offense, if they can keep this moving, uh, keep this going, I really do like a lot of these pass catchers here for the Lions. Not something I had on my fantasy football uh, bingo card for 2022, but here we are. Uh, Kirk Cousins just threw a pick. Um Gerald Everett the, is the clear top ad here at, at tight end for the week. Still available in 70% of ESPN leagues. Irv Smith is actually uh, rostered at a higher percentage than Everett is, which is which I, I was not expecting to see whenever I pulled up the, the, the ownership percentages. But even if Herbert sits out week three, which I kind of think they should do, that because that game is against Jacksonville, he's still going to be streamable, though. Uh, and then after that, in week four, the Chargers get Houston. So the, the the week one targets 
and snaps were similar between Everett and McKitty, but in week uh, in week two, Everett separated himself. So he's the clear ad here. And then after that, you guys, you, you just have a couple of guys who are in the more kind of like streaming upside dart throw sort of things. Kevin, you're talking about the the, the Packers offense. Robert Tanyan, I still think, is, is worth a worth a stream if some of these other guys aren't available, like Gerald Everett. He gets Tampa Bay in week three, and Tampa has struggled against tight ends for what feels like the, the past like three to five years. So should be getting healthier, hasn't done much yet, but was limited in his snaps in week one. And Rodgers only dropped back 25 times last night with with uh, with Aaron Jones running all over that Bears defense. So still fine as a streaming dart throw. Then you have David and Joku. I think people are going to look at the box score and see that Harrison Bryant had more yards and one less target. But Njoku played on 63 of 67 snaps and ran 28 of a possible 32 routes. Uh, gonna be hard to trust with Brissett at the helm, but you know if you're looking if you're looking here a tight end, desperate times call for desperate measures. And obviously Njoku is an athletic freak; he could take you know one or two of his targets and make that worth your week. Logan Thomas, man, he. <laughs> I don't know what to do with with this Washington offense. Like it feels it feels dirty to buy into it despite them looking good for the past 2 weeks. Although I will say that Carson Wentz during the first half of that game was looking like the uh, the Carson Wentz that everybody loves to hate, but Thomas has been solid especially coming off of that that injury that the torn ACL late in the season last year. Um 3 for 45 on six targets in week 1. Then on Sunday, he posted three for 37 and a score on five targets. The thing that worries me is the, the pieces around him. I definitely was not expecting Curtis Samuel to lead this uh, team in targets again. Had another nine. McLaurin had a Jahan Dotson had five. I think McKissick and Gibson combined for 12. So I, I don't know how much we can count on Thomas, but... He's he's been solid through the first two weeks, and I just want to toss in Irv Smith here uh, real quick at the end. Obviously, scored a touchdown here at the at the end, earlier in the night, rather. Um, but coming up, it is you know Kevin, you're talking about this Detroit offense. It is Detroit and Minnesota week three, and as we sit here right now, that game is your highest point total on the week. As we sit here right now, 53 and a half points in that Minnesota-Detroit game. Again, something I did not have on my fantasy football bingo card. So that's uh, that, that's how it's looking. So someone you can definitely look at as a, as a dart throw. He was getting getting a little bit more involved this week, obviously, compared to last week where he, uh, I think he was pretty limited in snaps and saw zero targets. So. Yeah, uh, so let's let's hit on a couple of these, uh, you know, a couple of these uh, in the chat, and then we will get out of here so we can get back to watching these uh, these uh, blowouts that are uh, currently going on. Rico, James Robinson, and which I might add, you know, we talked a lot about uh, you know Cam Akers and you know how he's looked, whatever, and he's uh, coming back from that injury. But James Robinson has looked really good coming back from this injury, uh, you know, from the Achilles, and he suffered it late, you know, in the year. Yeah. And uh, his, his quick turnaround. So, anyways, uh, James Robinson or Drake London is on the waiver, but I can only pick one. So, ask Rico to throw in the in, in his team. So, we have, obviously, Burr doesn't matter, but we have Javante, Brees Hall, Debo, Amonra, Pierce, Hopkins, Walker, Rondell Moore, Kyle Phillips, and Pitts a tight end. 
So obviously Javante Brees Hall at running back and then receiver still pretty set there as well. Uh, Damian Pierce there. I think with, with the way that your team looks, Rico, I'd probably be grabbing London. You know, you, you have Javante, you have Breeze, who, you know, had a solid game in week two. Damian Pierce looks like he was getting a little bit more involved. But then outside of Debo and Amonra, you know, until Hopkins comes back, looking uh, much thinner there. And I, I think, Kev, I know you talked about Kyle Phillips being like, you could look to add him. But the dude had another muff punt, and uh, that does not seem like something that's going to sit well with Mike Vrabel. So London would be the ad here for me, Rico. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with that one. I mean, I think both of them should be added. But if you could only add one, I would add it. But, yeah, I, I would probably go with Drake London just because I think for, for throughout the year, I think he's going to be someone you're going to be able to trust a little bit more than James Robinson. And I think James Robinson will be a little bit frustrating with Travis Etienne, obviously, Solaire as well. So, uh, man, Derek Henry is pissing me off. We've, I mean, we've only been talking about it all offseason to not mess with Derek Henry. But – and then I will also give shout out to Cody, who had him much lower than consensus in the rankings this week, and we got a lot of we got some hate in the chat. Ooh, yes, we did. From, from I can't wait. About, we, there's no way we should have Derrick Henry that low, and here we are, eight points for Derrick Henry. That is two weeks in a row. And my petty ass will be jumping back in those comments right after this show ends. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have, hey, you know, sometimes you just gotta let people know. Uh, thoughts on Aqua? Uh, thoughts on Kyle Aquaman. Pitts. man. I mean, it's super frustrating, but I mean, I'm not going to pick up a second tight end and I'm not dropping him. You know, so like, <laughs> I think he'll be fine over the long haul, you know. I mean, but right now it's just, you know, yeah, you, you don't have a choice, right? That, that, that yeah. was the only thing that really concerned me with him was this, this offense in general. I mean, Marcus Mariota, I mean, they're, they're, they're not going to try to run the uh, pass the ball if they don't have to, right? If they can keep the game close, they're, they're going to try to run the ball. It's kind of a little bit what they did last year. Uh, they're not going to be a team that's going to be out here, uh, you know, flinging the rock 40 times a game and all this other stuff, right? And so it is going to be frustrating on a week-to-week basis with this Atlanta offense. But you can't do it. You can't drop them, like you said. Like, there's nothing else you can do. I mean, you spent probably a top, what, four? Three. Probably four. You know, three, maybe even the third round pick on him. I mean, so it is what it is. I mean, he he's a glorified wide receiver that plays tight end. And so I think there's going to be better days coming ahead of him. It's only been two weeks. Again, you know, you got to be patient because there's nothing else you can do. You can't drop him. Like you said, that would be ridiculous. And then, you know, I mean, I think you could maybe if you, depending on how large your bench size is, you could look to bench him and then, you know, and kind of wait to play this thing out. But like I said, you can't trade him because you're not going to get anything for him either. And so I think you're stuck with him for now and hope that he, uh, you know, that, that uh, he pays out. Or I think on the other hand, if you don't have Kyle Pitts, I wouldn't mind buying low on Kyle Pitts because I don't think it would cost yeah. you as much uh, to be able to be able to get your hand on him. So uh, Tam, our man Tam in the chat. Uh, I'm guessing that's Patty Fry or Gerald Everett. I'm going, I'm going Gerald Everett. Yeah. Give me, give me the better offense. I know. I, I think I can't remember what Patty Fry's targets were off the top of my head. I'm sure if you combine the two weeks that Patty Fry is is ahead since he had what eleven or twelve week week one, but j- j- give me give me the better offense. Always want to hitch my wagon to the better offense. I think we're going to see Kenny Pickett earlier than what people are expecting. It's not going to be this week on on the short week with the Steelers playing on uh, on Thursday night football, but give me uh, give me Everett. And if, yeah, it he pains had, uh... me to say that. 
Had he had uh, seven targets this week, four catches, 22 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. Pain, yes. Like I said, pains me to say it, but give me the better offense. Does it really pain you to say it? Yes, it does. I mean, you hate the Steelers. <laughs> well, it's pet Penn State over everything else, and that is Penn State great, Patty Fry. Oh, all right. Need two Anyways. more catches. Two more catches out of AJ Brown to hit hit the uh, hit the prop. Let's go, Rico. Appreciate the super, appreciate the super yes. chat. Really do appreciate it. Uh, anyways, I think with that being said, let's we can go ahead and wrap this up. We will be back here live again on Wednesday, but you can also check out our rankings. Those will be coming out Wednesday morning as well with our running. You know, must uh, must start running backs and wide receivers. Those so you'll have those out this week on Wednesday, and then we'll be going live again Wednesday night. We'll be back again going live again on Thursday night for the DFS show. And then we'll be back again this weekend for player props and back. And then uh, from there Sunday night. So uh, all this, all you'll have all the content you possibly need. So we'll keep it locked in here. Be sure to. I was just going to say uh, defensive and kicker streamers tomorrow morning as well. There we go. Just keep adding more and more content to the list. So that is what we're going to be. That's what you can expect this week from us. Like I said, be sure to hit that like subscribe button. If you are new here, we appreciate all the support and we'll be back again here very soon. Have a good rest. Have a good rest of the night. Hopefully you won this week. If not, we'll bounce back in week three. Have a good night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.